0: Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I'm your host, Tika Taylor. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back with our domestic violence series. Today's topic is male victims of domestic violence. Yes, you all heard me. Male victims of domestic violence. Yes, men can be victims of domestic violence. Remember now. Domestic violence is not just dealing with an intimate partner, it's also involving family members, siblings, grandparents. Okay, so yes, we have boys who are abused as children and they grow up and they have a 50-50% chance of going either way. Now, these boys who are exposed to domestic violence as a child or who are victimized as children, 50% of them grow up to become abusers and 50% of them grow up not to be abusers. They can choose to perpetuate the cycle of violence or they can choose to end it. So since we're talking about males who are victims of domestic violence, some of these guys who grow up, you know, to say, you know what, I am not going to abuse anybody. I am not going to, you know, perpetuate violence against anybody. You know, I've experienced this personally as a child. I witnessed my father beating up my mom or my mom beating up my father or my grandparents fighting or my siblings fighting. I am not going to put my hand on anybody. So 50% of those boys, they may end up in abusive relationships okay they may end up in abusive relationship because it's familiar all right usually we tend to gravitate towards things that we are familiar with we are comfortable with or there's a pattern to it the same way that you have females who were abused as children who were exposed to domestic violence they grow up being attracted to men Who are abusive, who are controlling, who are domineering, the same way you may have some of the males who grow up in domestic violence homes who eventually go uh, into a relationship as adults with female partners who are abusive. Now, the majority of the time, men are physically and sexually abused in same-sex relationships by other men. Okay, that is what is reported by the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. It states that it is estimated that 835,000 men are physically assaulted by intimate partner every year. In terms of victimization, intimate partner violence against men is overwhelmingly committed in same-sex relationships rather than in heterosexual relationships. All right, so the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence let us know that the majority of men are abused in homosexual same-sex relationship by other men. Now, we're going to be discussing today heterosexual relationship where men are abused by their female partners. Now, why is this? Why are men subjected to abuse? It is the same reason why females are subjected to abuse. Domestic violence is a learned behavior again. So boys who are raised or reared in homes where they were physically abused as children, sexually abused as children, they will normalize the abuse. They will think it's okay, all right? If their mom was the abuser, they may tend to be attracted to women who are controlling, who are abusive, who are domineering, who are aggressive, You know who like drama who like to start stuff who like to do things so because these boys were raised in that type of environment they tend to draw these type of women into their life they tend to attract them like the old saying goes we tend to marry men tend to marry women who are like their moms and Girls tend to marry men who are like their dads in terms of the characteristics, and in, ter- in terms of the personality, because those things are very familiar. They already have a pattern and they know how to deal with it. They know how to react to it. So unfortunately, we have these men who were exposed to domestic violence or who abused themselves, or some men who were never exposed to domestic violence, who were never victimized, For some reason they find themselves in a relationship with an abusive woman and sometimes they really don't know how to deal with it men don't interpret women sometimes as being threatening or intimidating or possibly being dangerous okay when they meet these women the women may be showing them signs of being an abuser she's very demanding she's very controlling she's very bossy you know, she's very mean and, you know, and and she's very intimidating, but the men may not interpret it that way because there are men, because men, they have a physical advantage, you know, because they're physically more muscular and they're stronger than most women. So most men don't find women to be physically intimidating, even though we do have some strong women who can fight you know, who know martial arts, who know how to box. You know, we have some gangster. We have some, some very rough women. But a lot of times, some of these guys may not feel intimidated because they are men. And men generally are stronger than most women, all right? But for some reason, these men tend to be attracted. And the reason being is because they were exposed to it in most cases. Or they find it to be somewhat interesting or a challenge. So guys, if you meet a woman and she's acting really controlling and domineering, jealous, possessive, you know, please don't find that to be cute because she can be very dangerous. That woman can end up killing you. She can physically harm you. She may not hit you with her hands to kill you, but she can use a knife, she can use a gun, she can poison you. I mean, she can really harm you in many different ways. So it's very important for men to understand that if they encounter an abusive woman, the best thing to do is prevention. Don't get involved with her. Or as soon as they find out that she is an abuser, to walk out or to find a plan to exit that relationship safely and not be put in harm way in any way or be falsely accused. Okay, we're going to discuss some of the reasons why men encounter these women and why do they stay in these types of abusive relationships. But first, let's discuss the types of abuse. We've already discussed it previously, and but we just want to just a, a quick we want to do a quick recap. All right. Men can be physically abused, all right? Don't think that men cannot be physically abused because there are men who have to go to a shelter, a domestic violence shelter, just to get away from their women because they're abusive, all right? Some women slap men, okay? They punch them, they stab them, all right? They hit them with objects, they uh, trip them, they kick them, they bite them, they punch them, they grab them, they choke them, they shake them, you know, they throw them. I mean, some women can get pretty violent. They can attack them with knives in the chest. They can cut their penis off or they could try to glue their penis while they're sleeping. You know, they could try to harm them while they're sleeping or while they're taking a shower. You know, a a female abuser could be just as dangerous, just as destructive, just as wild and uncontrolling as a male abuser. So it's very important that we understand that women can physically abuse men. In some cases, the woman may not physically abuse the man. She may get someone else to do it. She may pay someone to do it. She may get her older children if she has adult children to do it. She may get an ex-boyfriend or get ex-husband, okay? Or she may even hire someone to come physically attack him. But in some cases, women do slap Now, slap is something that we see all the time. In the movies, we see that women get mad and they slap a man, okay? And it's acceptable. You know, men are so accustomed to seeing women slap men that some men don't even take it seriously. They just go ahead on and think that, hey, it's the norm. Now, if you let this woman slap you, she gets away with it, you don't say nothing. She pushes you, you don't say nothing. She trips you, she throws you. She, you know, she bites you, she punches you, she grabs you, and you don't say anything, so you're giving her the impression, you're sending her the message that it is okay to physically harm you, okay? In reality, it is not okay for a woman, whether she is your wife, the mother of your child, your girlfriend, someone you're dating, someone you're living with, she does not have the right legally ethically or any other way for her to place her hand on you. It is a no-no. The same way, all right, we have a double standard. The same way that society finds it not okay for a, 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 a male to physically put his hand on a female, it is not okay for a female to physically put her hands on a male. There is no excuse. It doesn't matter if he's cheating, if he's lying, If he's lazy, if he's selfish, if he's not romantic, if he's this, he's that, he's that, he's this. All right. A woman does not have the right to put her hands on a man. Very important, guys. You have to understand that. And you have to send a clear message to this woman that you will not tolerate physical abuse. Now, one, when you, okay, when you have a woman who is. Trying to physically attack a man, usually it's a natural response for a man to hold her hands. Okay? Hold her hands or try to, you know, hold on to her to stop her from hitting him or push her away from him. It's a natural response, it's a natural reaction. But if the police get involved and that female states to the police that you push her or you held her hand, the police can arrest you, the man, because most police officers, you know, they do believe that the males are the abusers. They really don't encounter too many females who are abusing males. So they don't really believe the men when they arrive on the scene and they see this man who's sixty six foot two and this little woman who's five five, you know, and she's crying and you know, she's weeping and she's She's playing the victim role, and she's saying that he hit her, okay? The majority of the time, the police will believe her and not you. So it's very important, instead of you trying to fight back and hold her hands and and push her down, it's best to walk away and run, okay? Because if you hold her, then she may have, you know, bruises around her wrists or her arms, and that can, can constitute, you know, physical abuse. There's evidence, there's proof that you put your hand on her and you may not have any cuts or bruises or mark on you, all right? So it's very important that instead of you fighting back with the female abuser, if you can, if it's possible, okay, walk away, get out, get out the house, get out of the apartment, get out of the building, get out and try to get away because if you try to physically fight her back or just restrain her, there's a possibility that you can go to jail if the the police get involved, okay? So yes, women can, and they do physically abuse men. Now, let's talk about these women, okay? Now, remember... I said earlier that you have a lot of women who are victims of domestic violence. They grew up in homes and they witnessed their father, their mother being abusive or they were abused themselves. Now some of these women will go on Okay, for them to be with men who are abusive because in their mind, they equate violence with love. So they believe that if a man loves them, the man will physically hit them. The man will control them, tell them what to do, when to do it, how to do it. The man will be domineering. The man will be jealous. The man will be possessive. The man will take control. Some of these women believe that that is the role and responsibility of a man to put the woman in her place. Okay, so these women who were abused as children or who were exposed to abuse, they learn that domestic violence is okay. It is a way of life and it is how a relationship should be. So when they meet a man and he's not abusive, He's not controlling. He's not trying to dominate and control them and hurt them. They're gonna react in a way to try to trigger or provoke that man to act in a violent or aggressive manner. Okay, I'm gonna repeat that. These women who have normalized domestic violence, okay, who find it to be acceptable, okay, they equate violence with love. And they believe a man should be controlling, abusive, and domineering. And if he's not, they're going to be the one to initiate the violence to get the man to react in a violent and an abusive way. Okay, please, fellas, don't fall for the trap. That woman will tell you you're not a man because you're not being domineering, because you're not being controlling, because you're not being possessive, because you're not being jealous, she's gonna tell you you're not man enough, you're not tough, you're not strong. She's trying to provoke you to start behaving in an abusive in a controlling way, all right? Now, unfortunately, a lot of men who don't know that these behaviors are dysfunctional, abusive, and unhealthy, sometimes they will give in and they will start to become abusive and controlling and possessive and jealous, just to show the woman that they are the man. Okay. And they get caught up in this cycle because they have to be just as violent as she's being, and they have to be just as aggressive or more to dominate her. So now they find themselves in a relationship where they can't even be themselves. They find themselves in a position where they have to become something ugly, something nasty, something mean just to be able to be with this woman, all right? And this woman don't understand that what she just did is she just provoked this man to become an abuser. She just, you know, basically gave him the permission now to abuse her. But in her mind, that's normal. That's natural. That's the way relationships should be. We do live in a society, you know, that says men have to be aggressive, when they want something, just get it. A man has to be domineering. A man has to always be in control of a relationship or of everything. So we do live in a society that pretty much promotes men to act in a very abusive, controlling, and, and negative way. Not all men, of course, are behaving that way. But when we watch the movies, when we listen to the music, when we read the stories and the articles, we do see you know, men are being depicted as they are always in control they always you know have to dominate and they always have to run things so we do give that message to young boys even though they may not have grown and up in an abusive environment even though they may have have not experienced personal abuse within their families but the fact that they live overall in a society where men are 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 represented as being domineering controlling and abusive a lot of boys think that's just the way they should be Okay? But you do have another side to the story. Some boys refuse to play that part. Okay? They refuse to give in to that stereotype. They refuse to give in to that myth that men have to be controlling and domineering and abusive. You know, they refuse to to live up to that stereotype. So, they're going to be themselves. They're going to be a human being. They're going to be kind. They're going to be loving. They're going to be affectionate. But unfortunately, they do run into these type of women who believe that a man should fulfill that stereotype and be domineering and controlling. All right. So when it comes to physical abuse, a lot of men are subjected to physical abuse, not because they can't fight back. You know, they allow it. They tolerate it. Not because they can't get out. But because they feel like, oh, because it's coming from a woman, it is not that serious. They don't really think that the violence can escalate and get to the point where they can physically be injured, disabled, or killed. Most men don't believe that. They really don't believe that. And let's throw that in. And unfortunately, some of them can also be falsely accused and incarcerated and spend years or the rest of their life in prison because they're being falsely accused or they actually allow themselves to be provoked or triggered and they do engage in a physical altercation where they do hit this woman and now they're going to jail for 10 years, for 25 years for life if they end up killing her by mistake. All right, so it's very important that we understand that men do get physically abused. And men can be sexually abused. The same way that women are sexually abused, men can be sexually abused. And we already did uh, the series on sexual abuse, and you all can go back and listen to that podcast. You know, uh, women are not going to physically tie a man down and just violently rape him. Now, there are a small percentage of women that will physically rape a man whether they're doing it at gunpoint whether they're using a knife or whether they're you know they're threatening physical harm but it's a small percentage usually women are sexually abusive to a man in in a non-violent way okay they could be very demanding they could be very you know uh, manipulating they can be uh, very forceful okay and uh, demanding humiliating they instigate feelings of shame or vulnerability Alright, it's uh especially in regard to the body. Okay, they can try to body shame a man. You know, a man may, may not be as muscular as they want him to be, or he may not be well endowed as they want him to be. So they can pick at that, they can criticize his sexual performance or his sexuality. So those are the ways that men could be abused sexually by women. It's not always a physical act with a woman abusing a man. Now, in the same sex relationship, yes, you have. Other men who can rape other men because they're just physically as strong. They can do that. But when you're dealing with a female partner, usually they don't physically uh, harm a man sexually. Usually, not saying it doesn't happen, but usually it's more the shaming and the coercion, the manipulation, you know, I mean, putting them down, humiliating them sexually, demeaning them, you know, stuff like that, or, you know, or pressuring them to have sex, pressuring them to perform. When they're physically sick, they're not able to, or they're frustrated, they're tired, they're exhausted, they stress out, and this woman is constantly you know, putting pressure on them to perform sexually. Whether it's uh, make them perform sexual acts that they're not comfortable with and they don't feel like they should be engaging in. Okay, Some men don't want to have oral sex, and some women are pressuring, forcing, or coercing them to do that. Okay, some men don't want to engage in anal sex. They don't want to do that with a woman. And that woman is pressuring, coercing them. Sometimes, you know, they don't want to role play. They, you know, because of their, you know, preferences or their religious belief or their culture belief, they may not want to engage in certain sexual acts. But because that woman is controlling and abusive and domineering, she will try to manipulate, humiliate, force, and coerce him into doing that. Okay, so of course, men can also be emotionally and psychologically abused by women, okay? Women can be very verbally abusive, especially the abusive women, you know? I mean, women abusers usually don't necessarily have to use their fists because they have their mouths, they have their tongue, they can say words that are so hurtful, the tone you know their their the their action their 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 demeanor you know their attitudes you know all that can can be very abusive you know it it can, it can be very controlling and emotionally abusive you know includes ridiculing the man trying to intimidate him coerce him and calling him names putting him down making him feel dumb or making him feel stupid making him feel like he's not good enough so all that is part of the emotional and psychological abuse. And women can definitely do that to a man. It happens all the time. Most women will not physically abuse or sexually abuse a man. Most women will not do that. But they will emotionally, psychologically, verbally abuse a man. Okay, they are notorious. Well, Female abusers are notorious for doing that. They do that all the time. They humiliate the man in public They talk down to him. They talk bad about him to their friends. You know, they put their business out there, their sexual business out there, you know, their family business out there, their intimate business out there. And the man is embarrassed when he comes around family and friends. And sometimes they even disclose personal things to their coworkers, to their male friends, just making them feel real bad and uneasy, all right? Now let's move on to financial abuse. Now the majority of the time, we can see how You know, these female abusers can financially abuse these guys. I mean, they can use or misuse, you know, the money, all right? They can um, max out the credit cards. They can use up all the male's resources, okay? If they have a business, they can bankrupt the business, you know? I mean, they can prevent the partner from working or jeopardizing his job, going on his job, creating drama, and pretty much making them lose the job, they can do it that way as well. Or they can go into their bank account without permission and just take money, okay? Take money or use all their credit cards, like I said a minute ago. There's many ways that female abusers can financially abuse males. There's many ways. You know, they they have control over the, the, the money, okay? And some men are not really financially literate in terms of they really don't know how to budget, they really don't know how to finance. And some of the abusers will say, hey, let me handle the finances because you're too stupid or you're too dumb and let me do it. And then when they do get control of the finances, they end up exploiting or using the man and using his money to do things that they didn't have permission to do. So financial abuse is something that a lot of men are subjected to. A lot of men are financially abused, and unfortunately, a lot of these female abusers see these men as, you know, financial, uh, you know, objects, so they can do whatever they want. You know, they get with them specifically to exploit them financially. Okay, especially if they're financially illiterate. Okay, and they're financially undisciplined. They really don't know how to manage money or budget money or control money. The woman could come in and easily pretend like, you know, she's just putting things in order and all along she is exploiting his money. All right. Now, another thing is they call it identity abuse. It's using personal characteristics to demean, manipulate, and control the partner. Identity abuse. All right identity, using personal characteristics to demean, manipulate, and control the partner. All right, especially when they really know their partner's shortcomings, their flaws, their weaknesses, their areas of vulnerability, they will use that to manipulate and control them. All right, maybe they know that they have low self-esteem. They may know that they have character flaws, or they may know that, you know, they have some areas where they're lacking or they're they're insufficient, you know, they're deficient in areas, instead of helping build them up, they will use that as a means of control, okay? They will use that as a means of control. Now, we're going to talk about spiritual abuse, okay? It's using the victim's religious or spiritual beliefs to manipulate them. It can include preventing the victim from practicing their beliefs or ridiculing their beliefs. Yes, we do have women who won't allow their male victims to go to church or to practice their religious faith or who would ridicule or put them down when they are practicing their religious faith. So there are many, many different ways that men are abused. So it's very important that we understand that. And when a man comes to you and confides in you, if you're a family, friend, friend, or you're a best friend, or you're a co-worker, you're a neighbor, and they're sharing with you their pain and their heartache, it is very important for you to understand that that person, that man, is going through a serious dilemma, that they are victims of domestic violence. Okay, Men can be, and they are, victims of domestic violence. So important for you to understand that and help this man get a proper assistance okay whether the man can call the police okay if he is being physically abused he can call the police and file a police report and this woman will go to jail okay they will be arrested all right if the male victim contacts the police and let them know that she is physically abusing them that she is sexually abusing them physically forcing them to engage in sexual activity Okay, it rarely happens, but if the man is tied down and the gun is pointed to his head and he's raped, I mean, come on, the police officer may find it hard to believe, but if there's proof, definitely probable cause, the police can arrest the female perpetrator. Now, the problem with calling the police, a lot of men are scared to call the police. They're very afraid because most officers, again, come in with their own bias and their own prejudice and they typically see the females being abused by men. So a lot of police officers not properly trained to identify males who are victims of domestic violence. So sometimes they try to flip the story around and reverse it and blame the male and the men end up being arrested. So that's one of the main reasons why a lot of men do not want to get the police involved when it comes to physical or sexual abuse because they do, uh, you know, they do think that they won't be believed and that they may be seen as the perpetrator slash abuser and be arrested. And we could definitely understand that because that has happened numerous times. Okay, especially when the female victim is crying and she's weeping and she's playing the role of the victim. We can understand why a police officer would believe her, especially if the majority of the cases that the police encounter, we have females who are being abused by the men, all right? But it is the male victim's right to call the police if it's necessary, if they need to get out the situation okay if they can the best thing to do is get out get out okay do not engage in a physical confrontation or altercation with their female abuser leave okay once they leave if they want to go to the police station if they want you know to call the police to make a report they can if they want to go get a restraining order they can okay the same way female victims of domestic violence can get a restraining order the male victims of domestic violence can also get restraining orders. A restraining order is a court document that states that the female abuser, okay, she has to stay away from the male victim, okay? It doesn't matter if they're male or female. It doesn't matter irregardless of the gender, okay, a restraining order is to protect the victim from further abuse, all right? Now, a male victim of domestic violence can also seek services. The same way that females get services, they get counseling, they get therapy, they get support group, they get parenting classes. The male victims can access the same services, all right? So if they need to relocate, they can get financial assistance, you know, through these uh, different uh, social programs, All right. They can get counseling. They can get therapy. They can get exactly the same services. But unfortunately, a lot of these male victims are not aware of these services. They assume that the majority of these services are only for female victims of domestic violence. They don't realize that they can access those same services to get the help that they need. They don't realize that they can do that okay? But a lot of male victims do not want to leave the relationship, not because they want the violence. The same reason why we have females who stay in abusive relationships, we have the same reasons. We have the same reasons why men stay in abusive relationships. The same thing. Some of them are there because of low self-esteem. Some of them are there because, you know, um, They feel guilty, they feel responsible for their partner, they feel like they have an obligation to them, they're married, they have children together, they feel a commitment that they have to stay, a sense of loyalty, okay, that they cannot leave, abandon their families, right? Some of them have immigration status problems, okay, and if they leave, they won't be able to get their immigration status because the abuser uh, promised to provide them with immigration status. And if they choose to leave, they won't get that. That's what they believe. But there are many programs that will provide male and female victims of domestic violence with immigration status if they file the appropriate papers. But these men who are victims of domestic violence who have immigration problems, unfortunately, they don't know. They don't know that there are services to assist them. Okay? So that's the reason why they stay. Okay, And some men are afraid to be alone. Some men are very dependent on their physical, you know, on on, uh, physically dependent because maybe they may have a disability or maybe they may have uh, some uh, uh, um, shortcomings. They may have some inadequacies or they may have some personal issues. They may be physically dependent on the abuser, okay, to provide shelter for them, to provide food to provide financial assistance. So because they're dependent on the abuser physically, they find it very difficult to get up and walk away, okay? And some of, the, of these male victims, just like the females, they may have drug and alcohol problems. And because they have drug and alcohol problems, it, you know, it, it, it gets very difficult for them to get up and go because their lives are already unstable and you know they already have a, a series of problems because of that. And so it's not easy for them to get up and walk away. All right? So alcohol abuse is a major cause and trigger in domestic violence. People who are intoxicated have less impulse control and are easily frustrated, have greater misunderstandings, and are generally prone to resort to violence as a solution to problems. Women who abuse men are frequently alcoholics. Okay? Now, we're not saying that we're gonna blame it on the alcohol. We're not saying that all women who drink become problematic or all women who drink are abusive to their partners. We're not saying that. But women who are already abusers, they tend to become more violent and more aggressive when they are under the fl- influence of alcohol. Okay, so alcoholics, a lot of these abusers tend to have an alcoholic or drug problem. And when they are under the influence of alcohol or drugs, they tend to become more violent and more problematic. All right. Now, some of these abusers have a lot of psychological problems. They have mental health issues and emotional health issues. All right. Now, statistics states approximately one to two percent of all women have a borderline personality disorder. At least 50 percent of all domestic abuse and violence against men is associated with women who have a borderline personality disorder. The disorder is also associated with suicidal behavior, severe mood swings, lying sexual problems and alcohol abuse. All right, not to excuse these abusive women's behavior, but when they did the research, you know, it was revealed that many of the female abusers who are victimizing men have a psychological problem. They've been diagnosed with a mental health problem, such as a borderline personality or bipolar or they're schizophrenic. You know, they have all kinds of problems. Okay, so not that we're excusing these females' behaviors, but if they already have a pre existing condition, such as a mental health problem, when they come into the relationship, you know, that mental health problem will make them more violent and more aggressive towards their partner. That's what it's saying. All right. Now, a lot of times men have unrealistic expectations from these women. Okay, they assume that these women are going to change, okay? They assume that these women are going to be the ideal women or the, you know, that, you know, they first met, okay? That woman that was nice and charming and sweet and loving and because of their drug and alcohol problem or mental health issues or poor impulse or immaturity or because of their own insecurities, you know, they cannot continue to be that, you know? In most cases, it wasn't even real. It was a front. You know, they were pretending to be this sweet and loving and kind person. And when they actually get into the relationship, then they reveal who they really are. After they seduce these men, they get them involved in the relationship. They get them, you know, caught up. You know, sometimes they get married. Sometimes they have kids. When they move in, this is when they show them their true colors. And sometimes the male victims have this unrealistic expectation. They really expect these women to change, to go back to being that person that they first met, or, you know, to at least do some kind thing sometimes. And sometimes they do just to give them that false hope. And so every time they think that, you know, things are getting better, boom, it goes right back. It goes right back to the abusive you know, act all over again. So it's very important that we understand that men stay in these relationships for the same reason that that uh, women stay. But a lot of times, though, you know, men stay to protect their children. Abusive men are afraid to leave their children alone with an abusive woman. They are afraid that if they leave, they will never be allowed to see their children again. Okay. The man is afraid. The woman will tell his children he is a bad person and that he doesn't love them. So because of the children, you have men who choose to stay because they feel like they can have a relationship with their children. They can deal with the abusive woman and and, and keep her at a distance while they try to raise their children because they believe if they leave, they're not going to be able to ever have a relationship because the abusive woman won't allow that. And if they leave, They believe that their children will be also abused, neglected, or abandoned. So they'd rather be there to make sure that their children are being raised properly or their children are are getting a better life. Okay. And many abused men believe it is their fault or they feel they deserve the treatment they receive. They assume blame for events that, that other people would not. Okay, they feel responsible and have an unrealistic belief that they can and should do something that will make things better. All right, Uh, most men tend to be problem solvers, you know, they they tend to take the lead to try to find a solution to a problem. And a lot of these uh, victims, male victims, are the same way. Okay, when there is abuse in a relationship, they tend to blame themselves and they try to see what can they do to change the situation. In reality, they're not the problem. The abusive woman is the problem, okay? They feel it's their fault because as men, they're taught that they have to be the one to provide for the family. They have to be the one to take care of the family. They have to be the one to make sure everything is in order in terms of financially, in terms of protection, in terms of having you know their basic needs and necessities. But unfortunately, when a man is busy trying to secure everything for the family and hold everything down, you know, then sometimes they tend to overlook the female abuse or they tend to minimize or deny her abuse. They tend to make light of it. Oh, it's not that serious. She just pushes me sometimes. She just slaps me sometimes. She just spits at me or she looks at me like she hates me. And uh, sometimes the men feel guilty because they may not be able to live up to the woman's expectation. Maybe financially they can't give her that big house, they can't buy her that nice car, they can't go on the nice vacations, and they can't keep up with the Jones. So sometimes the man who is being abused can feel like they deserve that treatment because they're not being a man, quote because they're not able to stand up and provide that lifestyle that they feel their woman and their children you know deserve all right so that shame and that guilt you know can can really be a serious thing for them that really kind of keep them in that state of depression and make them feel bad and you know, at the same time, their self-esteem is being damaged. So they don't really believe that they can then go out there and they can find another partner or they can, you know, have a, a better relationship. All right. And because a man's self-esteem is damaged, you know, the abusive woman, sometimes I tell him that she's the only one that could put up with him. She's the only one that want him. And sometimes that man may be getting older. He may encounter some health issues. You know, he may have medical problems. Okay, he may have some disability or physical problem happening, and he's become dependent on that woman to take care of him. And now, you know, for him to get up and leave, he feels like if he leaves, he has nowhere to go. And nobody will want him since he's not able to financially provide or he's not able to physically or sexually perform like he used to. All right, so let's wrap it up, you know. It's very important we are discussing males who are physically abused by females. It is important that domestic violence is a human problem. It's a human relationship problem. I'm gonna repeat, domestic violence is a human relationship problem. It's not just a man's problem or a female problem and children's problem it is the whole family because the whole family is being affected by domestic violence we have men who are abusers we have females who are abusers we have children who are abusers you know we have grandparents who are abusers we have brothers and sisters who are abusers everyone in the family can be negatively affected by domestic violence. Domestic violence is a learned behavior. So men can learn to be abusive. Women can learn to be abusive. Children can learn to be abusive. Grandparents, siblings, everyone and anyone in the family can learn to be abusive. And they they are taught to tolerate abuse and they are taught to perpetuate abuse. So at some point, we're going to have to have members of the family, okay, males, females, children, Grandparents, siblings take responsibility for their action and choose to turn things around. Okay, choose to turn things around because many men are dying. Okay, they are being killed by their female partners. Others are pretty much you know, committing suicide in terms of drug abuse, alcohol abuse, and some of them are neglecting their health physically. They're not getting medical care when they need to because they're in an unstable, unsafe environment and they're not able to focus on themselves and their well-being. So saying, having said that, we have to acknowledge as a society that everybody in the family is suffering from domestic violence that there has to be uh, intervention for the family to stop abusive behavior. And domestic violence is intergenerational. As we can tell, children who are exposed uh, to domestic violence who are abused, they grow up sometimes to become abusers or to tolerate abuse or to condone abuse, to abuse their own children, and that cycle continue from generation to generation. So it is up to us to take personal responsibility for us to choose a different path we need to choose health happiness and prosperity and we cannot have families who are suffering who are hurting who are traumatized okay they're not going to have health happiness and prosperity that's not going to happen it is a setup okay we're set up for failure it's a setup you know to experience all the negative things that come with abuse all right. So it is our responsibility to help men, women, and children get out of an abusive relationship and learn how to have a healthy, functional, satisfying, happy relationship. Thank you again. This is Tika Taylor, your host. Thank you.